Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. That I'm playing. Sometimes these parts of green look like an island. I plunge in and keep it on dry land. At least I'm a try man. I up with the five and might use the trap man. I got a chat man. I think a ball speed rate of that bass man. And where that ball land. Watch that. week. What a day. What a day. What a day for the golfers, man. Could not be more fired up right now. Why? Hold on. Let's. I'm recording now, Bryce. So let's just. Yeah, I assume so. You, you hate Tiger. Well, I don't know why you think that. I don't want anything more in this world than to see him win this weekend. I don't want anything else. I don't oh, want anything. Oh, my God, man. Like, the videos start popping. Like, obviously, we had a good idea he was going to play, but, like, the videos start popping up today, and it's like. Shiv- shivers. Chills. Anything you want to say. Do you think, just, you, you, you know, you've never played a tournament because without thinking that you can win? Do you think? I do. I, I do, do just like I can win stone week. cold, stone cold. I love yeah. it, man. I love it. Because it's true, though. Like he literally, that's literally <clears throat> what's going through his mind. And that's why you can't ever. Yeah. Because he is so mentally prepared all the time. He's just, he'll go out there and put on a show. And I don't I'm know. If, I don't know if anybody knows it like he does too. Kiz, Kiz only lives 20 minutes away. Oh, yeah. Kiz I got kids. Kiz I like kids. You know me and kids. Yeah. We're boys. Me and kids are boys. You, uh, Okay, on the screws podcast presented by On the Mark. Um, pick them, man. Pick them week. Big pick them week. I've got so many messages Dude. today already. So, um, I did not. Uh, where is it? I got it right beside me here somewhere. I have the ball marker here for anybody checking us out on YouTube. It'll be well. I guess by the time you look it up, um, here, Bryce. Talk, be- talk, for, talk for a sec. Oh no, it's right here. Yeah, I knew I got it. I put it right. Close. Okay. Talk, Bryce, talk, talk, for, talk for a second. I'll be right back. Um, oh, yeah. My Tuesday was phenomenal today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no guess. Just talk about yourself. Um, speaking of which, guest of the pod this week, Bob Weeks, the legend. Um, Huge guest. Coming Unfortunately, up. I couldn't make it, but uh, I heard yeah. it was, uh, went pretty well. I let him know that you were like an ex, um, like pro level hockey. Bryce played like, you know, junior hockey, OHL, that kind of stuff. And uh, sandbag and like d division so i let him know yeah. i let him know that the boys need you but check this ball yeah. marker out man the green jacket ball marker that is sweet so nice um on the mark so yeah go over and check it out on the mark at instagram at on the mark um on the mark golf co.com uh golfco.com designed sweet. in canada uh, yeah, this thing is pretty awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but those are awesome. So I saw cool. a close up. They look great. So cool. So um, presented by, episodes presented by On The Mark. Go check it out. Uh, Ray's got some uh, creative ideas. Really cool guy. Talked to him quite a bit. And uh, yeah, just really, really cool, man. It's Masters Week, green jacket, ball marker. Like, come on. Like, I'm fired up. I went out and hit balls a few minutes ago. I only hosled one. I hit a medium bucket. <laughs> It was well, not bad. I got new so, wedges in the bag now. The MG nice. MG three B uh three uh MG three wedges. Um the raw with like you know, they got that face. Yeah, they look oh, so man, good. So um nice just stuff. for any everyone wondering, uh on YouTube, Beer League Champs hat took took home the ship. So Did you? okay, so you just missed let it. For Bob know. Let Bob know that I missed it for a good reason. I also I hope you don't mind. Later on in the episode, I challenged Bob and 
anyone that he can get to play against you and I. Um, I told him you did it. Like I told him you challenged him. I figured you'd That's be fine. that. <laughs> so we might have a we might have a match going with Bob and Mark Sacchino, and Mark Sacchino is a light out golfer. Um, I mean, I'm a little, I'm always over my head. I may have told you that I can hit it farther than Ryan Gregnell too. So yeah, that, um, that one's like we got. Ron, I think I think we got a chance in a scramble against Sacchino and yeah. Weeksy, but I don't think uh, <laughs> I. You could hit a thousand balls and you're not hitting one further than Ryan Gregnell. Congrats to Ryan Gregnell. Uh, our guy, Ryan Gregnell, has been on the pod a couple times. Longest hitter in Canada. Top 10 hitter in the world. Um, the Only the third man on the planet. The small list. Small list. We all know the top two. Kyle Berkshire, Martin Borgmeyer, now Ryan Gregnell. 230 mile per hour ball speed. I think he was 231.9. Has Bryson done it yet? No, 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 no. Not that kind of speed. He's not there, no. I think give him was, a long drive. Give him a long drive, right? Bet you. No, there. like even when he was at the long drive, he's just like the, like he's just not yeah, at that level gotta, of speed yet. Yeah, yeah. So he's been um, close, though. No, like two twenty four. Yeah, he's yeah. Been way yeah, yeah, he's yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got into. The, I think he was starting at like when he. We're off topic, but I think he started in the high teens. He got in the mid two twenties, maybe, maybe. But that's, ins- uh, that's insane. You got to remember yeah. though, like he's also Bryson's also hitting all six balls in the grid too, right? So yeah. Anyway, yeah, Masters yeah. week, man, Masters week. Congrats, Ryan yeah. Gregnell. That's amazing, man. So <laughs> I was actually just talking to him because he said uh, he says to me for the pick him when I posted up, he just sent me a message said, what's the over under for in seconds of tiger getting picked in the pick him. And I, I was just like, man, I've oh, already had people like, huh. I think I'm going to have to like tomorrow a little bit early post to post, turn the comments off so I can just fire the comments on at 12 or something on my lunch break. Cause people are, uh, people are wanting to get in and why not, man? Look at this ball marker. Once again, on the mark, you're ball literally going to have to tell probably 15 people that tiger's already taken. Whoever's the yeah, lucky sure. one to get them, people are still going to try to get them after because they haven't like or hasn't updated or haven't got on got on in okay, time. So you have to tell fifteen people. This is what you need to do because I can't pin my own post. So Bryce's going to slide in there and say Tiger is gone, and then I can mm-hmm. pin it. And then I can pin it. So um, I'll do that. Yeah, this week exciting <laughs> week. We're five minutes in and we've just talked about random things, but yeah, Bob Weeks yeah. is on the uh, on the pod. So this is kind of like an annual thing for us. I did it last year. I um, uh-huh. I I I went back and watched that video. It's pretty. Uh, it was rough, man. I was I was early. Yeah. I was early. It's and, all right. Um, yeah, and we're missing Blaker. We're gonna get Blaker on the pod. Uh, the youngest yet, man. The uh, mm-hmm. so. We can get him on the not okay. I shouldn't say we haven't had like good golfers on the pod because we've obviously had like PGA Tour Canada Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm on every episode. So. <laughs> but Blake's Blake's just another level of golfer Blake's in the, Yetman, stud, in yeah. the Yetman House, right? So you can hit it. Yeah, for sure. Like we played Cope Town, it was like miserable, pouring down. I think he was plus seven on the front, minus six on the back, or something. Just yeah, some ridiculous. Just, I think he finished like one or two over. Yeah, and he, he can literally yeah. shot six over on the front. I think he shot 42 on the front or something. Yeah. So um, we're going to get Blaker on. So if you're listening to this one over on YouTube, get in the comments. We're going to find some people, get in the comments. If we can get five people requesting Blake to come on, we don't have a big YouTube following yet. So if we can get five people requesting Blake to come on, we're going to get him on next one of the next episodes. We record yep. a little in advance. So Tiger Woods, man, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Yeah. I, he's uh, back, baby. He's back. Cool. Every, everything was popping out today and it was, uh, 
It's huge, man. It's huge. So yeah. obviously, you know, the quote, somebody's asking him, don't, don't know who the reporter was. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. say that you only play in a tournament. If you think you can win, I do like, just, I don't know. I'm looking forward to this, man. I can't wait. I can't. Yeah. Like, I got two, uh, two questions slash give me, give me the, fir- give me one. Give me one. I'll give, give you one. one. Um, if he can win, if Tiger can win the Masters this weekend, mm-hmm. it will it be greatest moment in sports history? Ooh. I have one on the top of my head, but I thought for maybe 20 minutes and couldn't think of anything that would top it. In my opinion, obviously, this is opinionated. Yeah, no one... like this is opinionated. I'm Canadian, Terry Fox, right? Yeah, okay. So, flip my mind for sure. You know, that's it's i mean top three for sure like okay so in like professional sports in professional sports um yeah yeah okay give me your other one what's what's the other one i had miracle on ice when the u.s beat the soviets yeah i mean that's up there no yeah i mean i guess that's just me being a hockey guy but that was probably uh, the first one that came to mind um well 100 points maybe yeah, that's that's. I think if he comes back and he wins, it's the greatest achievement in professional sports. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I think it's. If I it's don't, not one, it's top three. Again, down. again, if you're no listening question. to this one over on YouTube, like we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear. If yeah, you have an idea. please. Uh, maybe we'll even post. Maybe you could even post like an Instagram. Poll. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get a poll here. So yeah. the, the question is, Bryce is drinking water right now. The question is. If Tiger Seriously. comes back, if Tiger comes back and wins, I was trying to throw it to you for the question, Bryce. Oh yeah, I'll if, explain if, it again. If Tiger, if Tiger comes, comes yeah. back this weekend and wins the Masters in 2022, will it go down as the best moment in sports history? Professional sports history. Uh, yeah, professional. Correct. Professional yeah. sports. Is it the like you know the greatest moment, the greatest achievement, be the greatest comeback? Like no doubt, it's the greatest comeback. Yeah. I think he might already I mean, hold that. Like he might. I mean, I think you can you can throw team sports at him. You can throw individual. I don't care. I, I think it's if not one, it's top three hands down for yep. me. Okay, hands okay. down. Let's go to the second one. What's the other one? If you. Okay, well, it's kind of like a two-part question because it has to do with like the whole weekend, but also Sunday in particular. We'll we'll just say Sunday. If you can sit anywhere on Augusta National with Tiger Woods playing, like he's back, it doesn't matter if he's leading or what, just he's back this weekend playing. If you could sit on any hole in any spot, where you where are you sitting? Uh, and you gotta stay there all day. You gotta stay 12. there all day. That's what I said. Yeah, I said it's got to be 12 or 18, right? Like, you know, if he's in contention, like it's 18. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. But, but well, uh, 12. 16 in the grandstand to yeah. the left, if you're looking towards the green, like right in that corner of that grandstand, like right on the green, yep. oof, that would be – or behind the tee deck on 16. I mean, oh, come on. Uh, 18. 18. I think like yeah. – if he, especially like if he's in contention 18 yeah because okay. um, he's playing now so like let me ask you a question if he wins does he does he call it does he call it a career just like no chance no so? chance so no, if, if he no if he wins like oh my god can you imagine the debate like there's at least two months worth of is tiger woods going to win you know the majors record stuff like that i keep getting tagged by stuff so Thanks to the boys. Wins, over, thanks to the boys over at Mulligans and Hackers. But I've explained that Jack is currently the best champion in golf. Tiger Woods is the best player. Like, 
If, Jack if is, Tiger wins, dude, this guy's going to get a whole new, like, like yeah. this guy's mental game is insane, and it's just going to go another level if he wins. I get, like it's just I think that's so. just the, in my, it's just the way he is. It's just the type of guy. Is. If he wins, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not it's like obviously he's forty four. He's forty four, I think, and Phil's obviously one at fifty one, right? So yeah. it's uh, there's still a chance if he can win. Um, I think the only place he's going to win is um, here at Augusta or at the Open. He won't win at any PGA championship or US open right now. I don't want to say any, like I'm not obviously yeah. like I'm, you know, I'm not a degenerate, but maybe. So I'm going to throw some mm. money down if he wins like at, at the next like major, or whatever yeah. he goes to. Right. But, um, I think, uh, I think at the open championship, that was kind of like what I was thinking. I, I think this isn't gearing up for that, but that is a course that he can play and that he's creative enough to win. Right. Like that he yeah. can win there. Right. So, um, I think, I think he's got a shot, man. He's still at forty-four oh, to one. Are 40, you like kidding me? Forty-five hundred right now. Like he totally has a shot. You got? You want to run through some of your bets? You got any lines that we can talk about? Yeah, I got a few yeah. here. I gotta. I gotta just pop on the Go app ahead. and grab. A Go few. ahead. I'm pulling. Yeah, I'm opening mine up. I um, like I put down quite a few. Uh, so try light mode. Definitely don't do light mode. But um, I think right now, um, where are my bets? Oh, I got to log in. Bad timing. I'm good here. You want yeah, me to fire me? Yeah, start up a few. So um, I decided last minute not to bet with Tiger. Kind of irks me now saying that, but That's what I, mean. um, you still have I originally wanted to, and I was going to, and then I, I don't know, I backed out. But I got Kiz top 20. Yeah, no I values, no values. I think they, not that anybody on YouTube listens to it, but I think they pull it down if you talk about money. I'm not. Yeah, that's fine. I got <laughs> I know, his saying, top twenty. I got Shoffley top ten. Yep. Corey Connors top ten. Will Zalatoris top ten. Hovland top ten. My next one would have been Brooks Kapka top ten because you know he's dialing it in for the first major of the year. Yeah, it's kind of flying under the radar right now too, right? Not a whole mm-hmm. lot. Uh... Played pretty good in the match play, in my opinion. Yeah, he's been he's been tough bracket. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. I think I think Brooks has always got a shot, right? It's a major. He's always kind of there. So, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I got a I got a few. I I can run through quite a few. I got Corey Connors, top Canadian, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. minus two thirteen. It's not really paying anything. So, uh, next one we got is. Tiger to make the cut plus Hovland and McElroy top twenty playing paying six fifty. I thought that was nice odds, man. Pretty nice odds. Plus six so, fifty or paying six fifty. Plus six fifty. So yeah, yeah, so Tiger, you know, you spend one hundred to win six fifty. That's the you know. That's how it kind of breaks yeah, yeah. down. So I, I know just said, for just for said, anybody anybody listening. So yeah, when we say you, like a number, if it's plus one hundred, it means if you spend a hundred, you'll win a hundred. You'll yeah. get two hundred. You just said paying six fifty yeah. at first, so I just wanted to clear that up. Um, that yeah. was sorry. What well, that was? Tiger to make the cut. So Tiger, Tiger to make to the cut. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't mind that. I, don't mind I that. like that. Can I like that. Can Rory I mean, get the slam or no? Not no, a chance. Not this year. Okay. No. How many Canadians will make the cut? Obviously, one. we got one. Obviously, get we got one. Mac Hughes is rolling it, but I mean, he'll he'll put up a Mac Hughes will put up a fight. I think I don't know. Yeah, if he's, gonna make he's got though. some experience. Remember the U.S. Open last year, right? Yeah, and he can roll the rock. And Augusta's yeah. 
Like you need to be able to roll it there. So that's the one thing that I, that's the one thing that I always think about Mac uses. He's a, you know, a top five putter, top three putter on tour. Um, yeah, you can't doubt a guy who can roll the rock. Yeah. I got him in my pool. So if that makes all you guys feel better, I, I'm not rooting against them. James Piot, him. top amateur, plus 650. Yep. Uh, Victor Hoffman. He's plus 650 for plus top 650 amateur. Plus 650 top amateur. Go look. Why? <coughs> How? Who? Who? There's six the other... or seven amateurs in the field. Go have a look, man. Uh, Victor Hoffman, top oh. 10, 180. Uh, not bad. Yeah. Um, okay. How did I find this one? Migliozzi plus 4,900 for a top 10. No, top five, top five. So you had to throw something on that. He had a, he had a good, yeah. US, he had a good U S open. I don't, I don't think there's much of a shot, but he's a great iron player, man. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's a, it's a good little kind of uh sleeper well, slash shot in the dark, but I mean, I'll, I'll quadruple my whole ticket if he, uh, you know what oh, I mean? That'd be money, man. If he finishes in top five. So my, uh, my guy here, Max Homa at, uh, like oh, that. Yeah. Top 20. Uh, I took him as a winner at plus 11,000. Oh, okay. Big, and then a winner at, where is that one? Plus, or top uh, 20 at plus 450, I think. So I, I like that. Yeah. I like top 20 at 450. <clears throat> so, I love the winning bet, but I like the top 20. Yeah, but when it's like plus 11,000, it's like uh, on The Office when... Kevin, Kevin Baumgartner, also a big golfer, but, uh, Kevin Malone on, uh, Brian Baumgartner, sorry, Kevin Malone yep. on, uh, he says, you know, he's like a degenerate gambler. If anybody ever gives you 10,000 to one odds, you take it. So, <laughs> so you take it. Corey Connors, uh, top five plus 800. Pretty, uh, pretty nice bet. I think that's, I mean, I'm loving, I love Connors right now. He's and, been playing well. Augusta fits his game. Let, let me give you a good one. I found, I dug deep for this one. I dug real deep. Sung J, top five for plus eleven hundred. No chance. You don't think so? That's a that's a good line though. Plus eleven hundred. That's good value. Good line. I don't think he has it in him. Cam Smith plus seventeen hundred for a winner. I think's that's there's high. a chance there. That's for high. sure. So uh, I got a few more. I got a you know I kind of I kind of fired off quite a few. But Will Zalatoris yep. top five plus five fifty. Like the. Tiger, I mean, he was Tiger there Woods. last year. <laughs> I got a, I got a line. I got a, I got a big line on Tiger Woods for uh, plus forty five hundred. So, um, we're a uh, couple bachelor parties coming up, yours included. So, be a uh-huh. pretty good time if I, uh, if I win that Tiger line. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, this was just kind of get on talk about the Masters a little bit, preview the uh, Bob Weeks episode. Everything's like, everything's out there now. Everybody knows it. We're gonna drop this one on Thursday. I um. I can't wait. Like, obviously, you know, be watching a little bit of it on break and stuff like that. But the whole weekend is locked down to the TV. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it's nice out, I know some courses are opening kind of where I am here. I went and hit a couple golf balls today, but man, I cannot wait. I love that. Uh, the Masters has kind of got like a, I don't know. It hasn't got like the best fanfare in the last little bit, like last few years. Well, 2021, I think it was because it was quiet you know, just wasn't as exciting as some of the other events, but yeah, I know it's your favorite event of the year and, uh, it's, it's with Tiger back, man, everybody's glued to the TV this weekend. The ratings are going to be insane. Yeah. <clears throat> so let me, let me, uh, let's go over our, our picks a little bit. Cause we talked about them today, Bryce. So we're going to pop them up. 
everybody will have already picked by the time we drop the episode, but I, uh, this is why I thought it was like a travesty. So Bryce's got the T and Tiger has just said, <clears throat> excuse me, Tiger just said, I'm back. I do think I can win. And Bryce takes who? Who you take? Yeah. yeah, of course you take Chef, but come on, man. What do you mean? You're, He's you're the just best golfer in the world right now. You said it for yourself last episode. Yeah. How you? Wh- hey, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa! You're gonna tell somebody that you're, you're gonna say somebody's better in Tiger Woods? Come on! I didn't say that. Now you're putting words in my mouth. Come on, man! Like I, Tiger Woods was not active on the PGA Tour last week, so I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm an emotional I'm an emotional better right now I'm an emotional podcaster I'm an emotional golfer man I don't know what to tell you uh, Tiger's <laughs> back and and I uh, uh, like I'll I'll sell the farm for it man like I think yeah. you never you never count them out and I think the Open Championship is more likely uh, I will say that right now because that course kind of plays into like yeah you know like all right listen listen you can give me crap all you want I already said I want nothing more than Tiger to win this weekend. But with my competitiveness, I need I'm keeping this lead. We're yeah, this money, like this I'm money. getting I'm getting rinsed unless I win the FedEx Cup. I'm not coming back. So, um, <laughs> I just kind of assume that you take Tiger. But I I did take Tiger. I did take Tiger. Um, who else did you take, Bryce? Who else did you take for this weekend? I took Xander, and I took who else did I take? Hovland? Did I take Hovland? Connors, like, man, Corey Connors. Corey Connors, Chef Connors, and and Shoffley. So I got. Yeah, um, I remember. I was on the. I was on the fence about Connors and Hovland. I mean, Hovland's kind of giving me my steady lead. Well, I wasn't going to give you both. We're texting, and I'm being totally dramatic, right? So Bryce, Bryce are saying, "Who are you taking?" And I I sent a picture of three tigers, like tiger, tiger, tiger. And I was working and didn't really have time to get the conversation. So I'm like, "All right, well, here are my other two picks. You can have tiger." So I took uh, Hovland. I would have stepped in and taken Hovland there. Like obviously, yeah. he's the second best player in the world right now. His ball striking's elite. He rolls it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took Cam well, Smith. Took, no, I thought you took Zal Torres. No, I dropped. Games. I dropped Zal Torres for oh, switched, okay. Hovland. So that one's gonna haunt me. That one is gonna yeah, haunt me because but... I don't know, man. Zal Torres really played well last year. Runner up. Was runner it? up last year. Last year. Yeah. 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 The only thing I though like is him. is like he's, him. he's been like he's been struggling like, real bad on the greens. He's the worst putter on the PGA tour. Um yeah. so but, I mean he played okay at the Dell, I thought. Like yep. putted very well come in the in the match again. So considering the yeah. fact that is no disrespect, considering the fact that he is still probably a top twenty <laughs> golfer in the world right now. Yeah. And of anybody in the field, he will be the the worst putter. Like you can't count them out, right? So, um, yeah. again, no disrespect. We're talking about the top, like you know, yeah, one percent, yeah, uh, even more than that. Like we're talking about the top, like Point one. seventy golfers in the world. I know. In the so Bob Weeks was explaining it this way again. So our guest this week is Bob Weeks. It'll be coming up right in a few minutes here. But um, thanks for staying with us as we've just randomly talked about the most like I don't know. Yeah. We're so like emotional and just like so happy about the Masters and stuff. But like he was explaining and he it made a lot of sense. So the Masters field is probably only about 30, 30 people. When you really like this is one of those courses where like it throws away a lot of like I say Guido Migliozzi there and like there's probably no shot. Yeah. Top five or whatever, like 
you know, I know he played well at the U.S. Open, had a had a little run going there. I think he actually finished fourth, which is why I was like thinking. I was like, it's not impossible. There's a shot. Yeah, so, for sure. but uh, he was, you know, Bob was kind of explaining. Uh, it, it's probably like a 25, 30 man field. And I agree with that. I think there are, yeah. there's after you get outside of that, like top 25, 30, like those guys won't win. Um, they can play as good as they want and, and they won't win. And yeah. it's extremely rare if somebody does. Usually the person who wins is like one of the most elite players on tour. Um, I can't think of an example right now. If somebody won a green jacket, that was kind of like not supposed to, but. Charles um, Schwartzel. Yeah, there you go. You're like that it's, one, that uh, was right out of the noggin. It's, uh, you know, there's obviously some, there's exceptions to any rule, but it's very few and far between at the Masters. So enjoy mm-hmm. it, everybody. Um, again, early drop. We are dropping this if you're listening. It's Thursday, or hopefully you're tuning in at some point over the weekend. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying the Masters. Um, what an event. But uh, also, we can't forget it is. I was talking to Drew Harvey, a uh, guest of the pod a few weeks ago, Beyond the Contour. He's telling me, like, walking around playing some other courses all dormant and this is just green and perfectly manicured so if you want to look that well that manicured uh below the waist go over check out manscaped.com use ots golf 20 percent off plus free shipping remember to anybody who is listening right now it is april which is testicular cancer uh awareness month and we've teamed up again with our friends over at manscape to help support pledge uh donate whatever you can to the t- uh, testicular cancer society uh if you go below there's going to be a link um go over check it out on manscape you can read a little bit more it's important to do any of your self checks right now i'm doing this off the fly i did not bring up the ad but i did it once before and it worked out okay so um go check out our story too because we're going to do a little 15 second video not a not a bryce or i doing a self-check but there is a funny um or i don't want to say funny but they do it like in a you know in a balloon or whatever they kind of like you know really trying to make a lot of awareness for kind of an uncomfortable topic right so it's april uh testicular cancer awareness month and uh make sure you're doing your checks if you um you know have any concerns call your doctor go over and check out check the link below there'll be an idea, uh, description of how you can do it your, on your own. And then obviously give your doctor a call if you have any concerns, or if you want to share it with anybody, that'd be great. If you can go over, check out OTS or, uh, Instagram or manscape.com use OTS golf for 20% off while you're checking out. If you can do a donation, uh, if you've got a few bucks that you can, that you can pledge would be uh, greatly appreciated. Um, I know it's, uh, something that affects all of us has affected, uh, our family recently, Bryce. So it's definitely, uh, something that, you know, means a lot to us. So thank you guys so much. Um, manscaped.com OTS golf, 20% off plus free shipping. will come to your door and you will look as good as Augusta national. Not bad. Not bad. Hammered it. Love it. Fumbled a little bit, but okay. Yeah, you had a minor stroke, but you're good. Um, so hopefully you guys got into the pick them. It'll be rolling right now. Again, if you're watching On The Mark, this episode is presented by On The Mark Golf, at On The Mark, over on Instagram. Ray designs these. These things are sweet, man. Yeah, these I'm a big ball marker guy. I have a huge collection. I usually try to grab uh, either a ball marker or a divot tool from every course I play. 
So I do I'm, the balls. You can't see them, Bryce. Well, uh, yeah, I got the balls. So I got the only. So my buddy Anthony set me up with the Dundas Valley one. It was the one missing from my collection, and then I realized I'm missing another one. So anybody who is listening, who lives down in South Shore, uh, Halifax area, kind of you know Chester Golf Course, if you can send me a ball from there, I'll pay for the shipping and I'll send you a ball marker. I'll trade you a ball marker for one of our custom ball markers. So. Ooh. Yeah, um, need that one. Chester Golf Club, if you're down that way, send it up. But yeah, on the mark, um, golfco.com. These things are sweet. Go over and check it out. Thanks a lot to Ray and the team there presenting this episode. And the uh, and the pick'em. So hopefully you guys are in it. It's uh, it's going to be intense. I think it's going to fill Big up. one. I think it's Big gonna, one. Think it's Get there early to and the second. Before we go, go, this we're running on here, but the merch, the merch is live. <laughs> merch we got is live. The, uh, yeah, everything's up right now. I'm wearing the hosel right now. You can see it. Bryce's stuff's on his way. Yep. And I've got the uh, the Snappy Gilmore. Snappy Gilmore. Yeah, what a name. I love it. So um, we got a few things. The Fairway Finder, the Yips, um, the Classic, the Yips. It's pretty good. I know we got a couple of those out. So the Birdie Beanie um, sold a couple of those as well. So thank you, guys. Appreciate all the support. Um, we're kind of working out any kinks, but it's worked out really well. So thank you guys so much. And um yeah, let's get into the episode with the legend, one of the Canadian legends here, Bob Weeks. Weeksy, welcoming back to the podcast, Bob Weeks. Bob, how are you doing? Thanks. Uh, it's kind of our turned into an annual Masters tradition, uh, kind of like the uh, the Masters dinner here. But we have a uh, second annual Bob Weeks is uh, joining the podcast again. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing very well, Mac. Thanks. It's good to be here. And uh, congratulations on, I think we were just talking about episode 75 or 6 or whatever yeah. it is. It's great. I'm Congratulations. That's a, that's a, a feat of longevity. So good for you. Yeah. I didn't realize that in the podcast world, that is a, uh, that's a pretty long time. We haven't missed a Friday since we spoke. So it's been, uh, it's been really good. Bryce sends his regrets. My, uh, my co-host Bryce could not make it. He is a, um, he's like an ex pro hockey player who's playing sandbagging division D men's league <laughs> hockey right now. So he, uh, the guys needed him to be there. So, um, we're really appreciative that you could take the time, Bob. This is uh this is great. I know it's a busy week. Um, when we're listening to this, you'll, you'll be at the course. You'll be kind of, uh, you know, we're probably going to release this on the Thursday. Cause that's, you know, the start of the masters, which would be a really good, uh, day to drop it on. And, and you'll be kind of right in the heat of the battle, but, um, before we jump into the, uh, you know, into the masters, can we kind of get an introduction from yourself? Um, everybody listening to you, the podcast here knows who you are, but maybe just a little idea of who you are. And I thought it'd be good to ask you this time, Bob, maybe something you do away from the course, maybe, um, you know, when you're not golfing, when you're not, I know you're a big curler, but, um, something about Bob weeks that maybe our, our listeners might not know. Sure. Uh, well, just the first part of your question, I guess I've been Carving golf now. I think I think I added it up correctly. This is year thirty-five. I started off with Score Golf magazine and then transitioned for a period where I was doing Score Golf and TSN, and now I'm just doing TSN, and that's more than enough <laughs> at this point. It's busy. It's great. We've got lots of changes over there. I mean, lots of focus now on betting, and um, so there's there's no shortage of work there. But I, uh, I there's probably not a day that goes by where someone doesn't say, "Boy, you have the best job in the world." I was at a liquor store earlier today and uh, the the guy recognized me and had a brief chat and then he said boy you got the best job in the world and i said well your job's not too bad to here either with the liquor and everything but anyway uh what i do away from the golf course you know um i will say that there are times when and it'll it'll happen probably after the masters it usually does the, the week as i was telling you the week before the masters and the week of the masters are the two busiest weeks of the, that i have of the year right. it's just a ton and ton of work and um 
So sometimes when I get back for that, the last thing I want to do is go to play golf or be around a golf course or talk golf. So I get away. And one of the things I started doing when I was traveling a lot, um, which I still getting back to now is I started running and I've become sort of a, a distance runner. I guess I've run about 15 half marathons and three full marathons. And I'm training now for a half marathon that'll come uh, in the first week of May. And so I do that. Um, during, I used to play the guitar when I was younger and when uh, COVID hit, I bought myself a nice guitar and I've been practicing that. So I'm not very, wouldn't say I'm hugely ex- great at it. Um, I am a half decent singer. I actually, it, here's a trivia bit of trivia for you. I once sang for the Queen of England. We won't go into the details on that, but I did actually sing for her when I was quite young. It was in a boys choir. Uh, so I like to sing and play guitar, but so far I haven't actually had the nerve to do it in front of anybody. So there you go. There's, there's Bob Weeks in a nutshell. Yeah, you know what? I'll take a second here. I know my uh, my buddy Thomas always listens to the podcast. Thank you, Thomas. Incredible guitar player. I am so sorry for putting you through listening to me learn how to play Seven Nation Army for an extended <laughs> period of time. Uh, just not a musical guy. It just doesn't work out too well for me. But um, yeah, runner, I got into running a little bit, but I'm also a, kind of a big guy. So um you know, got into a little bit of bodybuilding and golf and all those things just don't go together. They're just uh very, very, you know, vast differences, but, uh, let's get into the golf talk. Um, so in, in my opinion, the, uh, we've had the golf goat conversation, um, obviously like Tiger Woods, Jack, all that stuff. We have the Canadian goat conversation. So in my opinion, it's Brooke Henderson. I think I am one of the reasons I'm playing golf right now. Uh, and you know, doing a podcast is Mike Weir. So no disrespect to Mike Weir. I just think that Brooke Henderson is, uh, She's incredible, right? So I know you've had a lot of chats with her. She's playing this weekend. They're playing the uh, Chevron. Um, I was listening to your chat with, I think you were talking to Rod Black about the shorter driver. That's kind of come out. Um, what are your thoughts on Brooke? Before we get into the Masters, can we talk about Brooke a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, as we're taping this, it's the first round of the Chevron Championship. I think Brooke, um, I've, I don't know how many times I've talked to her, a half a dozen since the start of the new year. And she is in just a really positive state of mind more. I mean, she's the most positive woman you'll ever meet. And, but even just so feeling good about her game. And, and I think those things transpose when you're good, you feel good about your life. You're feeling good about your game, but she's very happy about what she's seen in the first five tournaments. Um, you know, three, four top tens and her worst finish was a tie for 11th. Yeah. But if you dig, uh, dig a little deeper, there's some interesting stats there and, and her putting and her uh, wedge play, has drastically improved. Now it's a short um, s- a sample size with only five tournaments, but her putting, I think she's in the top 20 in, in putts per green and regulation. So that's always been um, the weakest link of her game. I think that she gets a bad knock for being a bad putter. I don't think she's a bad putter, but I think she's a streaky putter. So she'll have good weeks, but she'll also have terrible weeks. And she knows that. Uh, what doesn't get enough attention is probably her inconsistent wedge play. And again, it's tough with the LPGA because they don't have deep stats. But if you look at um, if you look at her bunker stats, sand saves, you know they're not great for a player of that caliber. And I think she's worked very hard on on both those elements in the off season, realizing that you know where am I going to get better? Where am I going to pick up the strokes? And those are the two places where she chose. And so I think that's good. And you're starting to see some of the results in her play so far. The the whole driver issue um, is going to be an interesting one. I mean, it's 
arguably the best weapon in her golf bag. She's such a good driver of the golf ball. She hits it long for her size. She hits it long for anyone's size, really. She's amongst the top drivers out there. She's fairly accurate with it. Um, but, you know, not changing this grip thing doesn't seem like a big thing, but for her, it's it's all she's ever known. So uh, it's a big difference. And she's had to, she's been working at it for about eight months to try and find a club and a swing and a feel, most importantly, I think that will help her. And I think she's settled on something. We'll see how she gets through this week. It may take her a little while to get adjusted to it. Um, you know, what they've done is given her a 46 inch driver. That's got some extra weight in the shaft that makes it feel a little bit like what she was gripping before, but it's, it's very different for her. And it's going to be the only club in her bag that she's holding at the end of the grip, everything else she's going to choke down on still. So there'll be some, there'll be some mental adjustments that she'll need to make. Yeah. Cause I heard, you know, quote me if I'm wrong. I, I think she had played the 47 or 48 inch driver since she was like 15 years old or something. Yeah, she's yeah. used she's used this longer than standard. She's gripped down on it since she was a kid. I mean, the yeah. reason she's doing it is because she played with Britney's clubs that were too long, and that's the way she was able to adjust so the club didn't ground out. You know, yeah. about three feet behind her swing. So uh, she's she's just something she's used to for a long time, and it's unfortunate because she's really not. Uh, I mean, she's really not taking advantage of a forty-eight inch driver the way the rule is intended. Correct. She does. She did say to me that she thinks she's going to lose a little bit of yardage. Um, but she'll, you know, it's not going to be significant enough that I think it'll be a huge impact on the rest of her game. Yeah. She was averaging almost 280 <laughs> off the tee, I think last year. Um, yeah. So she'll, she'll do okay without it, but uh, pound for pound, she's going to be one of the longest players in the world. Right. Like I know Rory, like everybody says that about Rory, cause he's small, you know, five foot nine or five foot 10 or something like that, 165 pounds. And he's carrying the ball 340 yards or something. So yeah. Brooke Henderson is a, uh, she's just an incredible talent. I, uh, I would really like to see her get another major this year. I think that that would be, um, you know, just really nice. I think that that would be great for Canadian golf. Obviously it'd be great for Canadian golf, but like, I think it would just kind of put her on that plateau of, of, uh, you know, the best we've seen in our country. I think, I think people really in this country, I mean, they love her. I mean, just, yeah. I can't imagine what it's going to be like back again in, at Ottawa this, uh, this summer for the women's open, but you have to realize that Brooke is, she's not just, popular in Canada. She's popular everywhere. I've seen her play in different places and sure there's always Canadians in the crowd, but, but she's got a huge following in Asia, um, in the States as well. And, and she's a, she's a real international phenom. And the best thing I think about her is that she hasn't changed one iota, uh, from the first time I met her when she was probably about 13 till she is now at whatever she is 24. Now, um, she's a very, very lovely person. You know, she's just uh, really honest with everything she does. And I think she really still loves to go out and play golf, which is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. It's amazing. She hasn't even hit that, uh, that peak in her career just yet too. Right. So I think, yeah, 24 <laughs> years old, like that's incredible. Um, speaking of Canadians, I think we got three in the field this week, uh, so far, um, there's one spot open for, you know, like we said, we're talking on the Thursday of the Texas Open, Valero, Texas. So uh, Adam Hadwin had a pretty good first round. Corey Connors had a good one going. He's already qualified. Uh, had a rough 18. I was watching his last hole because he's one of my picks this week. He had a double, I think, on 18. So drop back to minus Ouch. two. Yeah. Rough finish um, on a layup, too. Ended up going in the hazard, which was uh, which was tough. It was a tough hole. But um, we got Mike Weir, obviously, and and uh, Mac Hughes and Corey Connors. So, um, 
you know, any thoughts? Like I know Mike Weir, same thing would be, you know, if he's kind of in the mix playing into the weekend, we'd be very happy. You know, everybody I think would be really happy with that. Um, as far as I know, he's confirmed and now he posted a photo that he's out fishing the other day. So, um, I think, uh, I think he'll be there, but, um, Mac Hughes, you got any thoughts on Mac Hughes? How, um, how his game's kind of shaping up for this week? Yeah, Mac, Mac has, uh, I, I talked to Mac a, a little bit at uh, the players championship. He's, uh, he struggled a little bit with his game off and on this year. And, um, you know, his swing got a little bit short and so he was losing distance and it's, it's something that's he's gone through in the past and he then started getting a little bit crooked. So as any golfer knows, short and crooked are not great. It's not a great combination. So he worked, uh, he worked pretty extensively. He kind of works basically on his own. He'll get a look in every once in a while from someone like Derek Ingram, who's the national team coach, who also coaches Taylor Pendrith and, and Corey Connors if he's there. But he basically likes to figure things out himself. And I think he's kind of gotten that straightened out. Um, he's one of the best putters and one of the best has one of the best short games in golf. When you look at where he is on those stats and strokes gain and, and, and all the other categories that you can look to for putting uh, he's brilliant. So, you know, he's, he's sort of the antithesis of Corey. He's never going to be a guy who hits 14 fairways and, and in 18 greens, but he gets it done in other ways. And I think, I think he's, I, I got the impression at the players that he wasn't really happy with where he was still, that there was still work to be done. So I know he um, he went down early and took a little uh, tour around Augusta National. He and Harold Varner, who they both live in Charlotte, they took a little uh, puddle jumper over there and, and played a practice round. And uh, Mac is one of those guys who will, you know, almost out of nowhere shoot a sixty three or a sixty four. So uh, it'll the switch will flip for him, and, and hopefully it comes uh, at Augusta National this week. Yeah, it's one of those things that if you can roll it well, um, you've always got a chance at it, right? If you start hitting fairways. So um, I know that is one of the things that we talked about in the past with, you know, Mac being one of the best putters on tour and in the world, really. So hopefully you can kind of, you know, put that all together at the right time. Somebody who is doing that by the looks of it right now is Corey Connors, right? So um, game's kind of tailor-made at, at uh, you know, game's kind of tailor-made at Augusta. So last year, um, you know, another good finish and he just finished third at the uh, Dell match play. So beating out DJ. Um, what do you think? Do you think there's a realistic shot for, for a green jacket for Corey? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. You know, yeah. Mike Weir was the guy, Mike Weir played practice round with those two and Adam Hadwin last year and said, look, you guys are ready. You guys have enough talent. You can win. And I think he was right. I think, I think Corey has a game that's well-suited and, and more than that, probably a demeanor that's really well-suited for Augusta national. You know, you, you can't get too high and you can't get too low. At, at a course like that, or in any major for that matter. But you look at his record last two years, two top tens uh, in other majors, he's starting to contend. He had the first round lead at the PGA last year. He was uh, in the hunt at the open championship late in the game. Yes. Last year. Um, he started off with a bit, a bit of a rocky year though. He, you know, he had a child in November and he took five or six weeks off where he really didn't play or practice a whole ton as any new uh, parent i'm i'm looking at you any new that, parent yeah. can, can attest uh you know it takes you out of your schedule and he started uh he started having some trouble with his swing he normally plays this beautiful tight little draw and he wasn't getting that and uh was kind of when you this is the old double cross you know you set up for the ball to to, to move a little bit left and it doesn't and then he worked really hard to try and fix that but overcorrected and started hitting 
hooks. And, uh, but I think now through a lot of hard work, he's actually got that figured out. Derek Ingram was coach was telling me that he spent three days in a row, three hours each day, just working on that swing. But that, now that's straightened out. But the other thing, just a little bit like Brooke Henderson is his wedge play and his putter. If you looked at the, at the match play and you watched him there, you saw a couple of, you know, a couple of bad putts, but overall he really is putting so much better this year. I think he's gone from, uh, I think he's like over a hundred spots better in putting um, this year so far. And his wedge play again is also much better. And he just says, it's just a lot of practice, a couple of mechanical tweaks that he's made here and there in position, ball position, things like that. And every time you start to putt a little bit better and you chip it a little bit better, it gets him a, a little bit more confidence. That's what he was saying, how it just amazing how much it builds. He's also brought in his caddy, Danny Saul, um, who's a pro in his own right and a pretty good player in his day. And, and he's helping him do things like read the putts a little bit more. So there's a lot of hard work, but again, um, sort of like Brooke, you know, if, if there's one area where you can get better and improve your game for both of them, it's their short game and that's what they're focusing on. Yeah. I was thinking about, um, when you mentioned his demeanor. So this week at the match play, obviously he played Kevin Kisner in the, in the semis. I actually think he outplayed Kiz a little bit. Um, I think he just kind of, he got a one-up lead through 11 or 12. Um, and then just, uh, just narrowly missed, you know, it was, it was close, right? I think, uh, if you looked at the scorecard, I'm pretty sure he was two or three strokes better. That doesn't matter in match play, as we know. But um, I thought he looked a lot more confident over the ball. Like when he when he was putting, I thought, you know, he had a lot more. He just looked a lot more comfortable, and and he that demeanor it doesn't really shake. Like he doesn't really shake at all, right? Like with Kevin Kisner, that's kind of his idea is to kind of get under their skin, you know, chirp or the guys a little bit, and then uh, you know we saw that confidence kind of go in, and he's playing against DJ, who's you know a few months removed from the best player in the world and, and, um, played incredibly well against him. Right. So, um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I think we got less guys in the field. I really hope Adam Hadwin gets a win this weekend and gets in and, uh, and we can see it. But, uh, you know, I think last year we had four with Mike Weir. So I, I think there's still a shot. I think there's still a shot for a green jacket to come up here. Any, anybody you watching Bob, anybody you're thinking kind of, uh, you know, when you're, when you're kind of going through the, the list, the field, is there anybody that stands out to you that you think's got a, got a real shot? It's uh, I mean, there's a ton of guys out there this year. I think, I, I don't know if there's a real overwhelming favorite. I might've right. said a month ago, I might've said John Rahm, but you know, his putter is, is really suspect a little bit. Uh, you can look at Scotty Scheffler. He's actually played pretty well. His last six major starts, he's finished inside the top 20 in all of them. Um, he's been in, he's, I think he's tied for 18th and tied for 19th in his last two masters, uh, obviously playing some brilliant golf. I mean, in February, he didn't, he'd never won on the PGA tour. Now he's got three and he's the number one player in the world. I, I kind of still feel though, this year is going to be, um, it's going to be a year where it's going to be someone like Rory or Jordan, or maybe Justin Thomas, a guy with a little more seasoning, maybe a guy who's won there before someone asked me today, actually, do you think someone who has won the Masters before will win this year or someone who has not won? And that's an interesting question because there's a lot of guys. I mean, you can look at Colin Morikawa. You can look at Victor Hovland, um, all with games that are fairly well designed to attack Augusta National. Or you look at Rory, who's with the exception, I think, of a really bad putting round at uh, or putting game at, at the Players' Championship has been pretty solid through the bag this year. Um, and then Justin Thomas is a guy who I, I thought would have had a green jacket by this time. Cause I just like the way he plays, but, um, there's, it, it just seems a little bit more open to me this year than it has in past years. Now, having said that 
the masters to me always comes down to about 30 guys. You can find your, your winner within 25 or 30 guys. It's, it's a smaller field than the other majors. I think we got about 94, 95 this year. And you can take out the past champions and you can take out the amateurs and you can take out um, some guy, some guys who were maybe have one win that they got uh, six months ago or something that haven't really played well since, but um, but it's also it, it's also come up with a few surprises over the years, but not not as many, I think, as the other major championships. So I always think you can find your pick within about 20 or 30 guys. You think Xander Shoffley turn around? It's an interesting guy, right? Like, yeah, he, he's a name who you would think for sure. He played so well last year. Yeah. And yet you haven't really heard much of him in terms of comparative to the other guys in the top 10 this year. Uh, he won the gold medal, obviously, last year. That was a big feat. But since then, I don't know. He's he sort of he could be a guy that you might. I hate to use this this uh, this phrase, but you know, under the radar. But he is a guy who might be a sleeper, and and he might be a guy who can produce. We know he can play well there. So all it yeah. takes is you know the right time and the right moment and a few good feels, and yeah. you can start to run with it. I think he made a double on sixteen last year, or maybe even a triple. That's right, he was right there. Like he was right there in the. In the mix in the last couple of holes, I think Hideki's definitely got a shot. Um, DJ at the players' final round, 29, shot a 29 on the front, and then obviously finished fourth in the match play. What do you think about DJ? Like last year we were saying, you know, DJ is the most talented player in the world, which still might be, um, you know, but things have changed a lot. He's fallen outside the top 10 for the first time in, you know, over a year now, or, well, years now. So what do you think? What do you think? You think DJ pull it together? Yeah. I had a chance to spend some time with DJ last week at an event and uh, we chatted a fair bit. And he, he said last year, he really had a difficult time finding a driver that he really liked. Um, he's got a, he, he loves the stealth. He was saying he's just hitting it perfectly. And um, I think he's had a lot on his plate as well. The, there you go. Yeah, I, just, I just got uh, it. I just got it. It's pretty stealth head cover there. Just, yeah. he's just, Matt just put that in my face. Um, but he, he's, uh, he's also getting married on the 22nd of April. So there's been a little bit, a little bit of adjustment, I think. And he's got some planning and doing some distractions, but I think when he gets to Augusta nationals, when he gets charged up, no offense to Corey, but I don't know how much, either of them were really dialed in in the consolation event yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it was interesting to hear DJ refer to Corey's swing as syrupy, which I thought was good. But um, I think DJ is going to play some good golf. He's going to play better golf this year than he did last year when he kind of fell out of, uh, of the top spot. So he, he's a guy who gets uh, you don't see it, but I think he guys kind of gets ramped up for a major championship. And then, you know, Brooks Kepka is another guy who fits into that same kind of mold right. this year. You just don't know what you're going to get from him. If he's going to miss the cut or if he's going to grind it out, or if he's going to get supercharged for the majors, as he says, he likes to focus on them. Um, so that's why I sort of, I, you know, I keep going back to it, but I just don't know. I'm going to have to figure out a pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like, I feel like Brooks could shoot a 61 or an 81. Like he shot at the, at the players. Right. So it's, yeah. But the game is there. The game is definitely there. Um, one of the stats that I actually thought was pretty interesting at the Dell match play, I heard them say that Corey Connors' ball speed, uh, or sorry, swing speed, is only two miles per hour less than Dustin Johnson's, right? So that was something that I didn't really expect out of Corey. It was a pretty pretty neat stat. But wow. like, I am, uh, I'm just like kind of looking at the stealth right now. I've hit it a couple times. I really love red and black. So I know you guys are tailor-made guys over at Golf Talk Canada, Bob. Um, this thing's pretty sweet, so... I know why DJ likes it. It's a pretty cool looking driver and it uh, plays pretty well too. Um, yeah, it's good. Now, 
again, we're in conversation with Bob Weeks, um, senior, <laughs> I got to get the title here right for you, Bob, senior reporter and golf analyst, TSN, host of Golf, Talk, That's golf Talk Canada. So I listen to Golf Talk Canada um, all the time, every Monday and Wednesday at 10 a.m. Um, yes, you guys thank are, you. Yeah, so uh, really enjoy it, really enjoy it. I know uh, you guys have some good banter with uh, Zagino and Scully. It's really great. So um, I driving all the time at work, so it's perfect too, right? So um, one of the things we were talking about, obviously, was Tiger Woods, and it's the, uh, you know, obviously on everybody's mind, every golfer and non-golfer in the world right now is wondering if Tiger Woods is going to play. Do you have any thoughts? Do you think he's going to play? <laughs> Well, I guess by the time people are listening to this, they'll know the answer. But yeah. I guess it's in, in, in going back. I don't, you know. Um, listen, I've I've made a career of bad judgments in guessing what Tiger's going to do because he just never seems to fail to surprise you. I uh, two weeks ago <clears throat> would have bet my bottom dollar that there was no way <clears throat> that you know for those for those listeners who haven't actually been to Augusta national. It's one of the hilliest golf courses you've ever seen. Highest point to the lowest point is, which is the back right of one is the highest point. The lowest point is just in front of the Creek on 12, <clears throat> basically where the drop area is there. It's about 175 feet. Uh, the 10th, the 10th hole, you go down 116 feet. I mean, there's all sorts of ups and downs. And for a guy with a bad leg, not only is it hard to walk um, and, and let's say he gets all four rounds, plus a practice round, that's that's uh, five rounds. It's tough to hit shots off those lies if your leg's not all that great, right? So there's a lot of things in me that say, now he's, he went to test it out, took his son, Charlie, to play at Augusta, and he's just not going to do it. But there's something in me that says that he's going to be there. And if he is there, I don't think he would be there if he didn't think he could compete. I don't think he's going to win. Listen, he hasn't played a round of golf competitively for, you know, however long, 14 months or whatever it is, probably more than that. So, um, you know, he was, he was set to go for back surgery before he had the crash. So there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of scar buildup and things. We saw him at the PNC. He looked pretty good. He was hitting it, but you could see he wasn't really driving off that back leg. So, um, I think it's going to be an intriguing story, no matter how it turns out. Yeah. He's won a U.S. Open on one leg before. Right. So that's right. It is. Uh, it is. I, I don't ever want to doubt Tiger. I don't think any of us ever do. And obviously if he's playing, it's that many more eyes watching the game, that many more, you know, that much more interest. I know over the years, the masters has been, um, you know, maybe not one of the highlights of the major championships. I know Zucchino talks about that quite a bit and, and, um, obviously with Tiger that brings a lot of eyes and a lot of, uh, drama to it, whether that be, um, you know, just him, just him there. And if he's playing, you know, he's playing because he believes he can win. He never said he would drive around in a cart injured or not, would never entertain that idea. Um, I think that, uh, I think that if he's there and he plays, it'll go well. I think he's going to play. So this is going to be out on Thursday, Thursday afternoon. I, I think he's going to play. <laughs> I think he's going to start it. Hopefully we don't see a withdraw or anything like that. I think he's going to play. Um, <laughs> Bob, you're heading down there Saturday. You'll be at the course probably Sunday or Monday. How many pimento cheese sandwiches are you eating? What's what's the over under? I know we talked about this last last year. Yeah, actually, the pimento cheese sandwich is not my is not on my list. I, I ate one the first time I went down there. Lauren Rubenstein, the great writer, uh, said you have to try it. So he made me eat a pimento cheese sandwich, and I swore I would never eat another one. I may have had one more, but I'm in the egg salad. And Graham Dillette and I have an egg salad eating contest, and what we do is. 
we take the wrappers and we have a little office in our in the media center and we staple we we thumbtack the wrappers up against the a uh the, the bulletin board and at the end of the week our producer jamie Rydell counts them down and there's a big reveal as to who's managed to eat more egg salad sandwiches and i've never even come close to what gd can do he can he can i was just about to say them, that so. there's there's bob weeks the season runner now versus graham Dillette, the professional athlete I, I i feel like graham would get a few more of those down he's got to give you some odds on that though if you guys have done it a few years now there's got to be some odds for you um, i think so but yeah i remember you saying that about lauren and how uh i just i saw the dj video posted today i think it was posted up on taylor made and he was kind of going through the mental cheese sandwiches uh it was pretty funny um <laughs> We've, we've touched on Scotty Scheffler a little bit. Can we, can we just, can I get your thoughts, Bob, on what you think about his like meteoric rise? Like this is something that obviously he's PGA tour rookie of the year last year. He's been an incredible player for a long time. Um, or not a long time, I guess, not really all that long, but for a whole right, season but... last year, like a top 10 machine. Right. And then winning three out of his last five tournaments, uh, or three of his last four, I believe even. So, um, 70 tour starts, no wins. And then three in the last four or five, um, you seen anything like this before? Five, yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 amazing what he does. He's got um, he's got an uncanny ability to uh, to focus in and to get. Kind of, you can just see he loves to play the game. You can see that he likes to go out and hit the next shot. He's he's almost in a hurry to get to the ball to hit his next swing. He was not a great college player. He was a decent college player, but he really almost lost his game while playing. And I don't think a lot of people gave him when he finished up school, gave him a lot of chances that he would uh, go on. But in that year, you know, he went on the corn Ferry tour. He was the top player on the corn Ferry tour, jumped into the PGA tour. And I think, I think, um, I think he's sort of a seasoned grounded individual. And by that, I mean, um, he wasn't expecting that he was going to win. You know, he wanted to go out and play good golf, see what happens, but make a career as a professional golfer. But I don't think he ever dreamed that this kind of a run would happen. And he announced it was almost syrupy again, a different way um, when he said afterwards that, you know, I, I never had, my dream never went this far. Uh, I dreamed of getting to the PGA tour. I never dreamed I'd be the number one golfer in the world, but I do, I do like his, his focus. I do like his grit. Um, I think he's, I think he's a guy who just wants to beat you. And you saw that a little bit with the Ryder cup, but I just, I, I think we're sort of seeing, I think this is an exception, what we're seeing right now and how good he is. Like, I don't think very few, you know, very few people win three times in five tournaments, right. but I don't think he stopped winning. I think he's got more wins in him. I think he's got majors. Mm -hmm. If you look at his record last year, um, three, three of the four majors, majors, he was inside the top 10. The Masters was the only one he wasn't, I think, tied for 19 or 18. So, I mean, this guy, this guy can play and, and uh, we probably shouldn't be surprised at how well he's playing. We can be surprised that he's number one after 75 tournaments, but, um, but there's more to, there's a lot more to come from Scotty Scheffler. That was my next question. Is it sustainable? And uh, it sounds like. Yeah, in fact, it is. I so watching the match, uh, watching the match play, right? So he's playing against DJ in the semis, and they're on number twelve, and and we saw DJ uh, win four or five in a row. Four, I think it was uh, he finished three and one. So, um, you know, he went for the short number twelve over the water. Um, like he tried to, he was trying to essentially end the match at that point, right? And then we saw DJ win, chip away at it, chip away at it, and then they got Dormy with a couple left. But uh, was that? Uh, you know, a younger golfer or did we just see 
kind of like a, or were we seeing like Scotty Scheffler try and bury him at that point? You know what I mean? Like, were, were we seeing yeah. a guy, an immature, an immature standpoint, or were we, or were we seeing like the top player in the world just try and bury the former, you know? I think that's a fearless golfer. I think yeah. that's a guy who says, and, and there were, there were a number of times during that, not necessarily even just that match, but a couple of other matches where you saw him take some risks, but I think they're calculated risks and he might not have taken them if they were, if it was a metal play uh, championship, he might've done something a little differently, but I don't think he was afraid to, uh, to take the risk and, and not afraid to win. That sounds like a cliche. It is a cliche, but, but you know, why not end it here? Why not? I've been playing great golf. I trust my swing. I trust my shot. And that's kind of what I was sort of alluding to before is his demeanor and his grit and his uh, competitive instincts. I think um, they might, they might hurt him sometimes, but I think more often than not, if you're playing that well, why not trust your game? Well, especially match play too. Obviously he's, I think he's only played the two Dell match plays and he has finished no worse than second. Right. So um, pretty good record there. And that's kind of a head to head competition. Right. So <laughs> if you can sort of learn that type of game, that's, you know, that's something, that's something that we'll see for many years at a Scotty Scheffler, the Canadian open this year, Bob, we, uh, can we talk about it a little bit? We are so yeah. happy to have it back. Like I, it, last year we were, you know, we were kind of like, Oh, people are rumoring, like, why don't, not a rumor, but why don't we do it at cabin and things like that? It just wouldn't have worked with everything that was going on in the COVID season, but it's going to happen this year, as far as we know, knock on wood. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Jason Logan. He was kind of giving me uh, from Score Golf, who you know, you actually hired Jason, he said, so which was uh, I did, yeah. which was pretty cool. So he was uh, kind of mentioning a few of the things with the Canadian Open. And uh, at that time, we knew Rory was coming. Scott, Scotty Scheffler, the world number one, new world number one, just committed. Um, we're going to have DJ there. Really, really good field. What do you what do you expect? It's been a you know a couple seasons since we've been able to have it. The Raptors run was going on the last time that Rory won. The city was on fire at the time. Like it was incredible atmosphere. Um, do you think we get that back this year? Yeah, I think, I think the, the fans, uh, both viewing on television and those who are going to be there in person are really going to drink this in because it has been, it's been a dry spell and the players, I'm not just the Canadian players, but I, I talked to over the last couple of weeks, you know, Webb Simpson and Harold Varner, they're RBC guys. So obviously they're going to be there, but they're kind of pumped and they were asking, about the golf course. They were asking, you know, what do you think it's going to be like? And I, you know, I just said, it's, it's just something that people have uh, are just excited for looking forward to golf fans. They've been waiting for St. George's again to come in the rotation. You know, it's in the city. That that was a big thing that the players were asking. Oh, I mean, it's like, we're right in the middle of the Toronto. And I said, well, kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, I can actually walk from where I am right now talking to you. I can actually walk to St. George's in about 15 minutes. So that's kind of nice. cool for me, nice. but um yeah, I think everyone's everyone's uh, missed it. They don't they don't want to miss it. It's a big event on the calendar, and I think Rory's been looking forward to defending his title. And I think you're going to hear a few more um, names that'll be mentioned. But you know, if you if you put the Canadians together, uh, there'll be probably eight or nine of them in the field from PGA Tour. Then you've got a lot more amateur champions, PGA of Canada professional champions. Um, so there's a good, a good crop of Canadians who have legitimate chances to end this long drought. And you'll see probably one of the best fields we've had in this tournament. I arguably ever, um, or at least certainly since the days when Jack Nicholas and Greg Norman were going head to head. So, um, I think everyone's sad at missing it, but I think it's going to be a huge event. There's a, the concert series is going to be back and, um, you know, it's a, it's, kind of a, a festival and then you lead you right into the next week at the, the U S open, but 
going to be going to be a good event, and I think everyone's really looking forward to it. Same thing with the CP Women's Open as well. Yeah, that's uh, a couple months back now, or about a month ago, we had uh, PGA Tour Canada Player of the Year, Callum Davison. Do you know Callum? Uh, I've I've talked to him. I don't haven't met him yet personally, but I've talked yeah. to him on the phone. Pretty uh pretty incredible talent. Oh, I know he was on uh, he was on the show actually. So, um, with, yeah. with Adam. So, um, he was mentioning like how you know, kind of the setup is really nice for Brookline the following week and, um, you know, kind of a similar type of course at St. George. So it'll be really good and it should attract a lot of players. And and he was really looking forward to it. It'll be his first PGA Tour start. I know he had a, he had a close miss on the Monday qualifier, the waste management. Um, that was right around when we were chatting with him, but, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was looking forward to it. And I think it'll be a really good field. I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, definitely want to get out there and, and, you know, check it out for as many days as I possibly can. Might have to bring the, uh, the little guy along, but, um, <laughs> right before, uh, before we let you go again, we're in conversation with Bob Weeks, uh, co-host or host of, uh, Golf Talk Canada. Thanks a lot, Bob. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I said Bryce couldn't make it. So Bryce is, um, you know, I said he, he's, he's, uh, an interesting guy. So he, he wanted to challenge you, Bob. He thought, uh, he, he said, <laughs> well, yes, Bob, if there's anybody that he could pick, um, that he knows any golfers and, uh, if you'd be up for a two V two scramble match sometime. So got to put you on the spot. <laughs> you haven't even met Bryce yet. He's just a big, tall, lanky guy hits it like three forty. Um, so if you want to pick somebody, whoever it is, hopefully it's not Corey Connors, Mac Hughes, or any of these guys that we've been talking about. But uh, if the ch- if you ever want to, the challenge is there. My friend Anthony Spagnoli asked when you guys were going to tee it up. I think uh, Anthony's been a couple times. He's one of the score golf guys. So, um, but yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully we can meet up that, and play sometime. That'd be a great time, Bob. That'd be great. If you want, to, if you want to see someone play, you got to bring Zacchino along. Mark Zacchino is a I've heard. very good golfer. Uh, he's in the plus side of the handicap, and luckily most of the time he's my partner. So. Uh, I just usually sit back and watch uh, by the later holes. I'm just sitting in the cart. So it's a lot of fun, but it'd be great to come out and play, uh, play a little golf. That'd be fun. Always good to play. And uh, uh, that's the one good, one of the good things about the pandemic is I got to play a lot more golf than I have in many years off the road a little bit more often than not. But, um, but it's, uh, it's always good to, to, uh, to play. That's the best thing about golf, isn't it? You can yeah. meet new people whenever you're playing and have fun and also play with old friends uh, along the way as well. Are you at Weston again this year? You're at Weston yeah? I am. Yeah, this is actually, believe it or not, I'm, this is my, I'm celebrating my 50th year as a member of Weston Golf Club this nice. year. So that uh, doesn't really get you anything, but it's nice to say you've been there for 50 years. So that's about all. That's, uh, that is pretty amazing. Um, this year I'll be at Port Hope. So Port Hope is, um, you'd be familiar with Port Hope, is, but it was one of the, yeah. uh, it was on the Golf Digest uh, top remodels um, last year, nominated for the top wow. remodels. So it's, uh, it's got a lot of work done. Really nice course. If you're ever in the area, send me a message. Would love to. Uh, uh, I'd love to, you. love it's, to check that out. I think it's only one of, it's actually, I might have the year wrong. It was built in 1894, I believe. Um, so it's one of the wow. sixth or seventh oldest courses in Canada. I believe one of six, only six that are on Lake Ontario. So um, pretty cool. You play half the holes or just over a third of the holes on the water. So it's a, it's a really nice course. Very, very underrated. Really. Uh, I'm trying, really good spot. To think, trying to think of other, other whole other courses that I know Burlington golf and country clubs on Lake Ontario. That's the only other one I can think of. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They're, well, uh, I'd love to check it out. Yeah. It's a great little spot. Um, I don't know if, if that's, you that's the problem. It's got like a nice big bridge that kind of goes over the railway tracks there. It's kind of the feature of the okay. course. It kind of sticks out. I know that there's one that goes over West and I think too, right? Where they go to. 
I think there's a train trestle that goes yeah. through Weston. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. And in the old, in the old days on that, that hole, you actually had to decide what your play, your second shot, either under the bridge or over the bridge. That wasn't a lot, doesn't work that way anymore. They've kind of made a little more sense out of it, but you know, the big problem with uh, the big problem with golf is there's, there's uh, too many great courses and just not enough time to play them all. I know, I know. It's um, Anthony, who I mentioned, Anthony Spagnoli, um, has played all the top 100 courses on the Score Golf Panel in Canada, which is amazing, incredible, amazing, incredible feat. Um, Luke Steeden has done it. There's, I think, one other gentleman who's done it. Luke Steeden's out west. Um, I think really, Robert Thompson may have done it, but yeah, I think that might be the other name that they mentioned. Yeah, so okay. it's uh, there's the three of them, and um, I think that's it right now. But uh, that is a pretty pretty cool feat. Um, wow. Thanks, thanks so much, though, Bob. Really appreciate you taking time. I know you uh, you're kind of wrapping things up to get onto your uh, flight pretty soon. Really appreciate you making time for us. Um, can we share any of the socials um, where if anybody wants to tune in and check out Golf Talk Canada? Uh, how they sure, can, yeah, uh, I mean, check it out. Yeah, Golf Talk Canada is uh, is uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then uh, I've got Bob Weeks TSN on both Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. And I gather at the Masters, we're going to be making our debut with uh, TikTok as well. So Bob Weeks TSN on TikTok. For those of you who are uh, so inclined, I I still got to figure out exactly what it is, but <laughs> I'm sure we'll have some fun with it. And James Duthie and Graham Dillette and I will be. Uh, Giving you wall-to-wall coverage. Yeah, that'll be great. I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably tuning into that. Uh, generally, everybody is. Um, Golf Talk Canada, Mondays and Wednesdays, 10 a.m., right? That's it. Okay, so uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a podcaster, or you listen to it, head over, check it out. The link will be in the description below. Um, I'll go ahead and link the channels. You can just quickly check it out. Um, if you want to go over and check out Bob's work over on uh, on Instagram and TikTok now, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, try and find, I'll try and find that one. I haven't uh, I haven't got to the TikTok tick, 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 world. I'm a, I'm a dad. I can say TikTok now. But uh, yeah, I haven't got to that world yet, but uh, one day, one day. But um, really appreciate this, Bob. Hopefully, we can do this next year, 30 annual uh you know bob weeks masters preview i guess preview show I'll, I'll i'll put it in the calendar we'll make it make it happen all right thanks so much bob take care okay take care bye-bye yeah check out my car for the scope go see that i'm fresh through the low go ahead and count out the birdie so far it's three in a row 224 to the hole no hybrid behind i pull as a vote they say that you drive for the show they say that you puff for the dough remember i used you hundreds garmin approach on my wrist say a hundred